I'm always wrestling with never-ending to-do lists. Thankfully, I came across Llama Life, a productivity tool that helps me smash my tasks. I use Llama Life to create lists and time box actions like emails and creating presentations. It's amazing how long you actually stay in your inbox. If you want a new approach with your never-ending to-do list, jump onto Llama Life. Use the code THRIVELLAMA20 to receive 20% off the Extra Focus membership. You can find further details in the episode description. Llama Life also has a free version, which people can start using straight away. You can even try the premium features for seven days, a whole week. Think how much you will get done, and who doesn't like something for free? Check it out and get your llama on. I have a monkey mind, which means I get distracted and lose my thoughts easily. So I'd like to talk to you about Notion, a productivity software that allows you to track projects and the other cool stuff. I've been using Notion for about a year now and have loved the freedom it gives me in my business. I'm a proud Notion affiliate as it is my one-stop shop for the back end of my business and my brain when I'm not using my brain. Does that make sense? I didn't think so. (laughs) See what I mean by a monkey mind? I use Notion as a database and a way to track my programs, clients, and projects. If you're looking for a digital tool for your team, personal use, or business, you can check it out on our affiliate link in the episode description. Start today and get organized for tomorrow. Arrive and Thrive would like to begin by first acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land of which we recorded this podcast and extend our respect to elders, past, present, and emerging. Camilla Clark, Managing Director of Give a Grad a Go. Welcome back to the Arrive and Thrive Career Podcast. How are you going? Thank you. I'm good. Pleasure to be here in person. Yes, First face to time. face. Yeah. You're, you've been on our show three times now, haven't you? Yeah, can't get rid of me. Like, <laughs> we keep asking you back. <laughs> Just staying at the top of your inbox. Give the listeners what they want. <laughs> yeah. You know, your episode still has the most listens. Aw. Yeah, the, the OG episode. I think it's at like 500 now. Oh, wow. Yeah, people go back to it. Stop. Stop it. (laughs) So what's been going on for, you know, 2023 in the life of uh, a managing director now? (laughs) Yeah, we had a title change, which was very exciting. Fantastic. Um, We're now in March, so thrilling into autumn. Um, There's five of us now on our team. Wow. Female, fully female team. Um, And to be honest, it's just been very, very busy. (laughs) <laughs> which is good yeah um we've just had lots of i think companies figure out their budgets and just been like oh we need to hire now straight mm. away um which is good um just on that yeah. like when when do you find companies finalize their budgets for hiring i find they'll be just after or like around the new financial year yeah. so around june time Um, they'll kind of put things on pause until they know. So then like second half of the year. And then it will be kind of towards the end of the year. Everything goes quiet as it does. Everything shuts down. And then it just went crazy from the third week of Jan. There you go. They were just ready to go. Yeah, cool. I've learned that now that I should take a longer holiday Yeah, January. (laughs) Is that just an Australian thing, do you think? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just tools down, everyone. Yeah. 
Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's like kids' holidays and stuff. So I was like, fair enough. Yeah, totally, totally. And what's, um, you know, being March is traditionally the main hiring season Mm. for grads. Is that correct or? Yeah, traditionally most of the large companies who have the big programs and need to do a big hiring um, round for the year after, they'll go to market in March. So that would be the careers fairs and all that sort of stuff. But definitely since COVID, that's just kind of, been thrown out the window so yeah right if you aren't there to apply in march you're stuck like focusing on your studies or whatever yep. they'll be doing there'll be other rounds there's other companies it's not like that's the only time basically yeah that's that's a good point because i feel like a lot of grads stress about not i bet stress about being ready come that march deadline mm. or that perceived deadline i suppose yeah mm. and i guess you're still just trying to like finish everything and also, in your final year, if you're finishing in November, to be applying in March, if you haven't had the experience in other places yet, mm. feels like quite a big thing. Yeah, yeah. To sign for something the year later. Mm. It's good to do it and go to interviews. I definitely think the more interviews you go to, the more people you speak to. Like, even if you're not ready to put an application out there, definitely go to the careers fairs and yep. chat to people. Um, but, you know, you're not going to ruin your career if you're not offered a job. For the next year. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's um, it's funny. Like, I think, you know, with recruiters, like, I even get questions being, being a careers person and doing workshops for a lot of grads and tertiary institutes. I'll get questions about, you know, working with recruiters and people are like, so, so do you pay them a fee? Like, can you, can you give everyone, like, a, a basic understanding, especially for grads, if mm-hmm. they're afraid of approaching a recruiter or someone like yourself, can you give yeah. everyone like a basic rundown yeah. about how it all works? Totally. I had no idea what a recruiter was when I started. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really understand. Um, there are different, um, I guess, commercial models for yep. different recruiters, but generally speaking, you should not be paying a recruiter yep. to find you a job. Um commercially how it would work is that the company they're working with would pay um for that service and that would be completely unrelated to your salary if you are placed so I remember I used to think that I was like but are they going to take a cut of what I'm earning and it's like no (laughs) there are some organizations I think out there who do charge um so I think if you are approached or you speak to a company that is going to be charging you it's just finding out like what does that actually look like for you is that a guaranteed job at the other side or you know is that um additional training or something like that yeah cool 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 cool. and so when you know quite often I think another common thing I get from from grads is like oh I'm not ready for employment like I, I feel like I need to brush up on some other skills and I'm not not like perfect graduate yet Mm. like one thing I love about your philosophy is like you know interview a lot like Mm -hmm. get out there meet people you know how how do you find you go about changing a grad's mindset around not being perfect and you know embracing those development areas yeah it's a good question (laughs) (laughs) I think for anyone listening, no one is perfect That's it. <laughs> at any point in their career. At any point in their life. Any point. Like, I think it's 
it's great to want to strive for that to you know you want to go into your first day and be like I've got this I know exactly what I'm going to be doing and but that's why there are training programs and that's why there's big budgets behind learning and development throughout whole careers yeah so and I think actually just on that note in terms of being perfect something that especially being the week of International Women's Day Mm. um a pretty staggering statistic that I um saw was that generally speaking for women to apply for job descriptions, they need to have 100% of the requirements. I've heard this before too. Like yeah. It's like they're where um, someone who identifies as a male may apply when they only meet 60% or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So that's how we try and like write our job descriptions so they aren't – so it's not so many requirements because, to be honest, you don't need to have all of that. And again, that is like talking about needing to be perfect – you don't need to have everything for the role. Like a huge part of what we see from the interview process is can you, yeah, can you kind of have the raw skills to do the job and mm. are you interested in it? But just are you actually just going to vibe with the company and like mm. do you actually want to be there? And then all the rest can come into play. Yeah, so it's about like understanding their their personality traits, mm-hmm. their values and how they fit within the culture of the company yeah. is more of a priority. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And I think as well, like, even if, and I've probably said this a million times, even if you don't have much experience, like, everything is an experience, like a learned experience. Mm. Um, people might be travelling now, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you've been solo travelling, like, that's insane. <laughs> and that just adds so much, like, budgeting and mm. just being able to plan your day and, actually build relationships with people and build confidence like that's just as you know valuable as turning up to a job in retail every day which again is hugely valuable as well so yeah so one of the other things I hear too is people saying you know I need to get into these grad programs I need to be like you know in those big the big four or whatever it may be in that in this specific grad program and if I don't do that I'm not setting up my career correctly what's your take on that I think that it's good for some people and it's not right for everyone Mm. like I think the big grad programs have great training and yeah you've got you know people tend to think yeah now I've got a great brand a big name on my CV but really that's kind of redundant now Mm. like you can get if not more exposure and experience if you go to like a startup or a smaller business where you might just be even around a table sat with directors you might be one of the only people in marketing and then you're finding out how that affects the product team and engineering and sales and operations so um again back to if you miss the march deadline like don't panic yeah 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 (laughs) there's so many companies Mm. out there and especially like I don't think we can really ignore the fact that there's been such a huge amount of layoffs recently, especially in the tech world. Yeah, okay. But actually a response to that, what we saw in COVID, was a lot of those companies are looking to continue building with junior talent. Mm. So it's it's quite an exciting time still for grads because companies, regardless of what's happening kind of in the market, they're still wanting to see who's coming out from university, who's got fresh ideas, who wants to really like work hard and be excited 
to be in like an innovative space as well. Mm. Do you, do you, when you're recruiting, do you focus largely on you know which university they went to, like the types of subjects they did, or or is there other fields like that you focus on more than that? Yeah. Um, in terms of like where they went, it's more about what they studied. Yeah. Cool. I haven't really had any company who's been like they've got to be from this university yeah, yeah. which is so refreshing yes um or even especially with like the wham um result yep especially with covid mm. um but definitely I, I love the diversity of what people study here it's so cool <laughs> like it was so limited i find in comparison sorry uk but i just feel like <laughs> you didn't really have the option to do it and i also have i've spoken to so many grads who have changed their subject a few times or um I was talking to someone yesterday who studied forensic science and criminology and he's he's just kind of he's got like a year left I was like why did you pick that and he's like well I wanted to do biomed but it looked a bit dry when I went to university (laughs) (laughs) and then I saw forensic science and he's like everyone's you know yeah Yeah, totally and I was like that's cool like you know, and he's like, doesn't mean I want to do that. Like, we're actually talking about um, a completely different role in, like, the travel industry with yeah. him. Um, but, yeah, it's just cool to see people studying things that they're actually really interested in. Mm. And then also, like, maybe if in your first two years you didn't find that as interesting, being able to, like, um, pump that up with different yeah. areas of interest. So, yeah. Do you find, like, a lot of grads are coming with, like, many short courses and certificates that they've completed online, like separate from, from universities? And yeah. what are some of the ones that you're, you're noticing more of? Um, I've seen people, a lot of kind of um, LinkedIn learning yep. additional stuff, um, tech courses, um, which tech, like tech skills. I'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head. I can send you some, but definitely. Yeah. And actually, a really interesting one from like interviewers and employers who appreciate, especially the last three years, people couldn't get out there, mm. you know, do like go work and stuff like that. It's like, okay, cool, but what sort of things were you looking at? What were you doing? Mm. But on the flip side as well, fair enough if you were just trying to mentally get through each day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, I actually, I think there's been, um, I've found from talking to grads in the last couple of years, there's been a lot more transparency about the realities of how hard it's been. That's cool. Yeah. So that you find like they're, they're being authentic in the way in which the things that they've found hard easy over the last couple of years with with uni and that transition out of uni yeah like <laughs> always ask you know how was it how was yep. how's your time at uni and they're like it was really hard yeah, yeah or you know to be honest um and unfortunately speaking to a lot of people yeah look I took this time off um because a lot of sometimes people will have done uni for five years or whatever and they're mm-hmm. like I deferred because of this and they'll be very honest yeah and that's actually a really, really important trait. Yeah. Um, I had this interview recently where unfor- it was online um, and it was kind of technical related. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't move forward with the person because, again, I think they were trying to be a perfectionist. They noticed that they were Googling technical answers. But then when they kind of approached them about it, um, they'd said that the technical stuff wasn't working like 
the camera or the microphone wasn't working. Um. And then when it came back, they'd found the answer. And they just said, look, um, honesty and integrity is one of our core values. So they were doing great, but that was just something that kind yeah. of held them back, which was actually really interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just being a good human. I know. It goes it. a long way, doesn't it? Totally it totally does, and people will see that as well. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be – a good human isn't a perfect human either. Totally. <laughs> I love that. That should be a good arrive and thrive quote, I reckon, <laughs> yeah. if, we ta- if, if you don't mind me stealing that. A good human is not a perfect human. You can take it. Because, you know, what you were saying to me before we hit record around, you know, as as a recruiter, some like you meet a lot of different people with differing opinions and different strategies and um, different approaches to applying for work. You know, what, like, I get the vibe that through your years of experience, it's just like, be yourself. <laughs> Be yeah. honest. <laughs> Don't try and be someone else that you're not. Um, and, you know, if the role that you're looking at is not aligning, like be honest and tell the recruiter. Don't just don't just ghost them. Yeah. Oh, ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> a text goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like it's interesting because when you say about, you know, if you don't think the role aligns, I think sometimes it takes a conversation to suss that out. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going for like every single type of role, you're, you're applying for an analyst role, you're applying for a hard sales role, you've got to really ask yourself, okay, what do I actually want from yeah. this? Um, but yeah, just be honest, you know, we're here to help. Mm. It doesn't help anyone if you you get all the way to the end and, you know, you've got an offer and then you turn around and go, nah, I don't want it actually. Or you turn around and say, oh, I've actually just been offered another role. Whereas the way that recruiters should work with you and the way that we've done so many times is if you do have another offer, if you tell us, then we can make sure that we get you through the process as quickly as possible Mm. so you can make a fully informed decision. And, like, if they're offering you more money in the other role, cool. Let us know. Let's see what we can do, yep. you know, with the other company. Because if they want you, then they do. Mm. <laughs> so they're going to do everything they can yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be honest with us. Not totally honest with us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the employer all the time. But you, can, you should be able to be totally transparent mm. with your recruiter. They should have your best interests at heart. There you go. Audience, life advice from Camilla, the mic killer, Clark. (laughs) (laughs) I had to just, I had to add that in. Um, I feel like when it comes to internships, you know, I feel like a lot of grads feel like this is their their ticket to full-time employment. Do you think that's the case and, and also... Run me through your thoughts when, you, when you're comparing CVs when someone does have an internship compared to someone who doesn't. Um, I think it's dependent on what the role is and what skills they need. Yep. Say, let's say, for example, there's a marketing role. Your story is like paramount. Really? Still? Still. Whatever role. Yeah. We just did a few technical roles and the only people that got through were the ones who could really articulate and... Um, connect so being able to work on those skills is so important Um, 
but from like a technical perspective I think it's more like just programs mm. um things like you know sounds um straightforward but the Microsoft Office mm. like getting your head around that and being aware of how to use it um there's more like um project management softwares like Jira and stuff yep. like Atlassian and things yep. like that but it's more if you have that that you've taken an interest into thinking okay what sort of platforms software would professional environments use that would definitely be a plus mm. but it's not essential yeah i suppose those skills can be taught can't they it's harder to teach yeah. someone effective communication yeah as opposed to hey here's how we manage our projects on this particular platform yeah mm. when you mean story too can you can you elaborate on that a little bit further so because yeah. i think it's a common buzz phrase for a lot of young people. It's like, you know, tell your story, like yeah. embrace your story. And people are like, yeah, man, that's great, but <laughs> I don't really have a story. I'm like 19. Yeah, so no, like, that's true. Yeah, can you elaborate on that a little bit further? Yeah, I think because I, I ask people before an interview, just we do a bit of like pre-questions um, and I'll ask them just straightforward questions about their CV and they're like, oh, I don't have it up. And I'm like, this is your life. <laughs> This shouldn't need, this isn't rehearsal. This is just tell me about yeah. what you've done and yeah. that's it. Yeah. So when I say... Speak from the heart. For me, that's what I think about as a story. So just know your know your CV. Write a really good CV and just know it. Mm. Um, not word for word so it sounds like you're just rehearsing, like practicing it back, but really just understand the experience you have mm. and then when you go to an interview you can then relate that to you know these are the steps I've taken so far and that's why it's led me here and that's why I think I'm going to be really good mm. in this role so you really want to make the employer feel like everything's been leading to this moment yeah 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 which it could have been so totally yeah yeah that's a good call leading to this moment <laughs> <laughs> you want to make them feel special yeah 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 it's um it's such a good point. Like, and I talk about that when, you know, f on all age spectrums. So like when you're 15 and you're looking for your first casual or part-time job, it's like embrace the story. Like, mm. you know, it's not just a role at Macca's. Like, you know, it's, it's the foundation of your career. It's the potentially the foundation of your leadership and management experience. And I think sometimes we're afraid of like leaning into our story because we think it's corny or we think it's like, oh, it's, it's just what happened. Like it's not mm. – and I love that how you're like, no, 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 try and position it as in like it's almost like the calling for the company as mm. well because it could be leading up to this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And also if you think about it, if you've got to the interview stage, they've probably looked at your resume. So mm. if they do say, okay, tell me about – yourself which yep. is such a hard question it's like, such a hard question it's almost as hard as like what's been going on <laughs> when you haven't seen someone for a while and you're like i don't know like <laughs> like 30 things mummy <laughs> <laughs> an existential crisis <laughs> no <laughs> do you think we'll get to this point where like someone catches up and you'll just be able to like download their like oh my god their thoughts around oh, we haven't seen each other for like three months and then you just download their experiences and their thoughts and feelings. Can you imagine that? But you actually feel them. Whoa. So you're just stood there and suddenly you're just in tears. Oh. <laughs> or, or the other end. I'm imagining like Minority Report where they're like, <laughs> like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? I think so, yeah. He's like pulling things to the side yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's like housework. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, job interview. Let me oh, just tell them the fruit. fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maccas is so good. They do the best training. Oh, Thank my you. God. Evelyn on our team, she yeah. worked there for quite a few years and she was a manager and she trained and she is just like unreal it's when amazing. it comes to teaching other people and like yeah do you know what's wild too when i when i do run workshops and i'll say hands up if you have a job and then people are like afraid like I, they'll, they'll put their hands up and then i'll go where do you work and they go oh maccas mm. and i go that's amazing and like what do you do there oh i'm a crew trainer and it's like you know when you speak to them maybe they're a bit shy in the group sense but when you speak to them one-on-one you go you have this figured out. Like mm. you know that these skills are important and they just communicate like differently to those yeah. young people that don't have that experience. It's true. So true. It's also just turning up to work every day. <laughs> yeah. That's such a huge skill. Punctuality. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, I was late today to, <laughs> to see you. You're fine. I got some stuff done. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like it's... It's, you know, one thing we talk about is if you're late for an interview, call them. Oh, my gosh, please. Tell them. Say, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm running a little bit late. Yeah. I'll be there as soon as I can. I think I'm going to get around this time. Yeah, 100%. Actually (laughs) had a scenario um, where someone was five minutes late for an online interview and I had the company messaging me and I was trying to call them and we'd literally spoken just before so I was very confused yeah I was like they're not ghosting <laughs> I was like, and then it gets to the point where I'm worried mm. where something's gone wrong like are they okay and um anyway they did turn up they were five minutes late and then they never brought it up they didn't say anything really? in the interview and they went that was the reason they didn't put them forward yes. all they had to do was just say I'm sorry I'm five up. minutes late life happens mm. whatever it obviously you know not a great foot to put forward but people get past it mm. be yourself mm. <laughs> yeah the um i have to probably bleep this out but i was um <laughs> i was talking about um with a friend of mine moments when because we're both facilitators mm. and referred to it as facilitator oh yeah <laughs> so if you've ever had like a moment like for example um I was doing this workshop, um, here's a bit of a story, listeners. I was doing this workshop and I was using a software called Slido and it's where people can... Up, so Australian, sorry. Upvote, <laughs> upvote um, thoughts through their, their phones and so it projects on the screen. Yeah. Anyway, I was working with um, some Year 12s and I said, what's your goal for this year? And they were putting in some stuff like ATARs and things like that and people can upvote them. And so somebody thought it was funny to put in lose my virginity. Oh, no. And this got upvoted, 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 upvoted. <laughs> and the principal was in the room and I the, the colour was just running very quickly from my face <laughs> and I tried to skip the slides and my remote wasn't working and I was like... Full sweat. Oh. <laughs> and so... You know, it's it's you laugh about it now, but in those moments, you're like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like, have you had any like, have you witnessed anyone have like a like a, a moment like that, but come back from it to be able to secure the job or to like win the hearts and minds of the employer? Oh, that's such a good question. 
because I find sometimes people go like they think about the worst case scenario, mm. and sometimes that happens. Ella lose my virginity on the whiteboard oh <laughs> in front of 150 year 12s. But I felt like I kind of bounced back, but I'd love to hear if you've ever had anybody just go stuffed up, but then they swing it around and then they get the job, if that's ever happened. Mm. I'm trying to think of a specific time. I'll try and think of um, one in the future for you. There must be one where there's been like a real turnaround. Yeah, it's like they've been, you know, they've shaken the the person's hand and then they've accidentally coughed and spat water on their face and then they've bounced back. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Like something in a movie or something. This is many years ago and it still sticks in my mind. There was a girl who interviewed with this um, clothing company. She was super lovely. She came out the interview and she was like really upset on the phone to me and said she basically had an anxiety attack in the interview. And she was like, I completely messed it up. I get really bad anxiety. And I was like, don't worry about it. And I spoke to the hiring manager and I said, look, apparently she got really anxious. And she was like, totally fine. That happens to everyone. She's human. And yeah. she got the job. There you go. So that was actually, yeah, that's a really nice. It's a feel good one. Yeah. Because I think as well, anxiety is such a big mm. um, it's a buzzword a topic just like a big thing that's spoken about now that is a very real thing and i think that's something that companies need to really be addressing Mm. what was your line again it's you you're it's not you're not perfect (laughs) it's a good human isn't yeah a good human (laughs) isn't perfect (laughs) i like i've got this like fairy dust music that's it that's exactly (laughs) what you are our our recruitment fairy you come in and you spread your recruitment fairy dust that's it yeah (laughs) Can you give us like a time a timeline of the relationship that you that give a grad a go? <laughs> the give timeline, a grad a yeah, go. <laughs> the timeline that give a grad a go has with its candidates. So like you, yeah. you touch base with them at the start and then yeah, yeah, take us through that. It it can actually really vary. So like a shortest time would be someone applies for a job, they'll chat to um someone on the team and they'll have a great conversation and then they'll share their application with say like myself or on the consultants and we'll have a chat with them and then um they'll then have a look at the job and then we'll have another chat and then put them forward for the job and there might be like a couple interviews so that whole time frame the shortest time frame would probably be about two to three weeks Mm -hmm. but some stuff can be like years Mm -hmm. um there was actually a candidate who sticks out in my mind so much because i she registered with us we had chats and we just had such a great chat and there was she was looking for like HR jobs in Sydney and we went for a couple interviews with her through the process and she just missed out and then we just kept in contact she even had another job but always just like checking in and then this new job came up a year later from the first time that we'd spoken and I just reached out to her and I was like this is your job and she got it um that's a good feel story feel yeah, good story yeah yeah so like some stuff people it might we might just not have the right role mm. and that's what we say to people a lot as well like people are so gutted like totally fair enough if you miss out mm. on the job and we always say to people like we're we're here to kind of support you long term so even if that wasn't the right role we can look at other stuff yeah as long as they did a great job in the interview <laughs> you know as long as they took it seriously yeah do you mold a role around a person or do you mold the person to the role? Ooh. 
<laughs> Do you know what? It depends on the hiring manager. Yep. There's this um, amazing company we work for in Melbourne. They're a construction tech company. I love them. They're just... Because their um, leader, their CEO, is just so passionate about bringing like junior talent on and is always just like, let me know if you just speak to someone who you just feel is very us because you've placed lots of people there and I'm like, okay, totally get it. Um, and he molds around the person and what their skills are and what they want out of their career. That's cool. So it does depend on whether we actually have an opportunity like that. But otherwise, um, I don't know, it just depends. Some people... I guess the main thing is someone would be like, yeah, I just want to do this. But then we talk about other stuff and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I could see myself. Uh, oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. That's classic. <laughs> Especially as what we were talking about earlier about titles. It's like yes. don't get bogged down by the title because yeah. it can mean so many different things. Like, so I'm managing director. Oh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apply people. Everyone go for it. Yeah, <laughs> love that. And I suppose a general market update here in Australia – you know, we're currently in the, I suppose, the first, second week of March, yeah. 2023. Where yeah. are we currently at in terms of, um, you know, is there much opportunity out there? Is there, you know, a, 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 is, is the hiring process match, matching, like, I suppose, the main headlines with, like, you know, worries about the economy and things mm. like that from your end? What do you think? I think... I've touched on it a bit in this and like, you know, we can't shy away from the layoffs that are happening um, in the big tech companies. But then that generally happens every now and again anyway. So it's not a huge thing, I think, to be concerned about if you're entering the industry. And actually, like I said, there's more opportunities out there. In fact, in the last three years of us being in Australia and doing this, I've seen a real shift probably in the last 12 months of organizations similar to us not doing the full recruitment um stages but just trying to help young people and engage with companies to hire younger um professionals i've seen a real shift in that so i really think the trajectory is only really going up so it's pretty exciting yeah i think yeah absolutely <laughs> fantastic and the last question I'm going to ask you, Camilla, is that we're, we're asking all of our guests, um, and as listeners know, this podcast wouldn't have been a thing without a beloved Danny Lenardi. And um, I just want to ask you a quick question. You know, what are you roaring about? And you've got to honour his segue music as well. Taco. Taco. I'm roaring. I'm brewing. I'm yeah. I'm soaking it up. Taco, just thought I'd drop you a little late night surprise for you. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear the sizzling. I'm just sort of stewing on that. Thoughts? I'm roaring. So yeah, what are you roaring about lately? It can be absolutely anything too. It doesn't have to be recruitment because that's your you know your ninety thousand hours. Well, not your ninety thousand hours. Your forty hours per week. Even in my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you dream about recruitment yeah really totally like um yeah you'll just dream about scenarios yep. dream that they said yes dream that they said no <laughs> dream that someone you know didn't turn up all these sort of things yeah my, I guess um, it's normal yeah apparently i talk in my sleep a little bit i oh, really and i'll talk about like i'll be like all right everyone listen up and like <laughs> i'll be doing like facilitating yeah. lines like i'll be like as you can see on the slides and, and yeah my wife will be like 
Ty. And I'm like, Quite, Ty, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you roaring about? Um, first, it's nice to hear Dan's voice here. Yes. That's nice. Definitely. Thanks for sharing. Um, we still don't know why you're called Taco. <laughs> Um, what am I roaring about? In fact, we were just talking about it before. I'm a very like, what have I done in the last 24 hours? Classic movies. Mm. <laughs> Watching Erin Brockovich cool. um, this week, which was great in line with International Women's Day. Did you watch it at home or did you go to like... Um, I watched it at home. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was on Stan. Oh, lovely. But um, did actually just go to the Adelaide Fringe and watched some shows there so I'm a big I'm roaring about just culture yes <laughs> just that getting out there that's such a damn line too that's so good I'm roaring about culture yeah I'm excited about it like in fact this year so far just all the live music yes just getting like people being able to travel again being able to see um in fact my like uh my lockdown album was Pip Millet and she came and performed here. And I never knew that she was from Manchester. How yeah, cool. <laughs> and I think she was quite alarmed that she was in Melbourne from Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> it was just like, she's like, I can't believe this is like packed out. And it was just like amazing to see people who have like rose to fame yep. in the last three years who haven't been able to tour globally. Just being mm. like, oh my God. Oh, actually, okay, my biggest roar of the year Sugar Babes. Oh, my God. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know who the Sugar Babes are, you must go listen to the full repertoire. It, they're an unbelievable pop um, band from the 2000s. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Epic. Epic. So getting back to the roots with the movies and yeah. the Sugar Babes. Yeah. And if you also want to know how to ask for a pay rise, Erin mm. Brockovich. Just reference Erin Brockovich. <laughs> Super solid. Total side note. Mm. Um, there's this great app called Pep Talker, which um, basically encourages you to write down all your wins at the time. So if you are going to ask for a pay rise, you've got it all there. I love that. I'm going to check that out because yeah. I often talk to, yeah, students and clients about, you know, keeping a log of your wins. So yeah. when you do have those incidental pay rise conversations, you're not fumbling over, you know, your successes and your wins. It's like right there. Yeah. Reference. I'd love to talk That's about cool. pay rises. I don't know if I'm the, yeah, the expert, but it's such a huge thing. Is it like the, you know, write a figure down on a piece of paper, slide it across oh the desk? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just like everything's sweating. <laughs> this is what I want. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Camilla, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Thanks. It's been, it's been amazing. Great. Loved it. And how can people get in contact with you? Um, You're pretty busy on LinkedIn. Yeah. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, if I don't respond to a message straight away, send me another one um, or email register on the give a gotta go website as well yeah. if you are on the job search even if you're not looking now because yeah. then you can put in what you probably will be looking for and then you'll get notified of new jobs yeah. and connect with us on yeah all the linkedin stuff to be honest so Fantastic. you won't find me on instagram <laughs> it's hidden <laughs> awesome thank you thanks bye